0: What the hell's going on out here? It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy. And a fellow on Twitter, that was Genter that time. Genter on the throat. And as usual, I'm joined by my old buddy, my old pal, me brother, at Daryl J. O'Brien. What's going on, buddy? Oh.
1: Oh hi Steve! So we're still rocking with the um, yeah, we're still doing that. We're still doing it. Um, I I think it's hilarious. I like so it. I don't I don't care what anyone else thinks.
0: Do you have to be that way sometimes? Because I remember I used to do that. What's going on? And then buddy. and then someone complained about it. So then it became the thing. It became the thing that I do. Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I've I've had my fun. It's one of those things though that it's. Um, you do it and then people just go, what the hell is going on? I and mean, when if they listen to the podcast for the first time and they don't know the backstory. So I think it's one of those things we have to throw in the backstory every couple of years. Yeah, no, I
1: think that's right. It just keeps the regular listeners, we know who they are. Oh, yeah. We know who you We know who you are.
0: Yeah. I'd love uh, if we did a meetup and they were like, oh, oh, hi, Daryl. And then you'd be like, yeah, we know
1: you listen, bro. I like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy you beer. But a uh, bit of a somber note to start off the podcast yeah. this week. Sad news today, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Kevin Green Kevin Green uh, again larger than life personality around Green Bay uh, famous for that quote uh, it's time yeah, it, it is, is time, time. Yeah. Uh, just brilliant and what a player people who knew him for his hair and for the quote and the Super Bowl run and the sort of I don't know there was something simpatico about him and Clay Matthews is it the hair yeah. the aggression when they were younger or something
1: but uh very young. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I you know, and, and Clay Matthews, I mean, that's, but I think that's what everyone thinks when they think of Kev Green. They always think of the It yeah, Is yeah. Time quote. I mean, if you're going to get a man fired up and ready to go, I mean, and, and, you know, and then he goes on and he creates that fumble and, and the rest is history. So, uh, very sad. Only 58. The third most sacks in the NFL history. Like, that is unbelievable. Oh. Um, like if you look at his career stats they're unbelievable
0: and if you look at his highlights I mean if you know it's a good reason for people to have went back there and, and looked at his highlights and there was yeah. people that sort of saw him as the guy in Green Bay and he was famous he was the personality he was kind of he was Mike Petten scary before Mike Petten was Mike Petten I guess yeah. um, and he was meant to be a lovely guy I mean we see Wes Hardwick's coming out saying you know he was brilliant to have around and he was always very gentle and stuff like that and so I was reading I don't know why I go into these rabbit holes but I was reading the comments underneath the announcement or whatever and everybody you should never just read the comments ordinarily ordinarily
1: you should never read the comments yeah,
0: it, yeah. Um, and this one uh, was just full of people telling beautiful stories about him how when they met him and they got home and they said he's such a gentle nice man and people were like I'd never thought you'd say that about Kevin Green because do you see that sack yeah. he made like there was one yeah. where he dived over a guy and like launched himself in the air and this was later on in his career too Unbelievable. Yeah, I could have
1: split it in half I mean I th- the thing about Kevin Green is he was a gentle giant off the pitch but an mm. absolute animal on it I mean if you look at his career he played for 15 years yeah. he had the Rams the Steelers obviously people know him from the Steelers because of that you know Super Bowl appearance and then the Panthers and the 49ers I mean you know at that stage he'd already moved on to his second career by the time we got him Um, you know yeah, yeah. But look at just look. I mean, fifteen years is a long time for for his position. For you know, for I mean he was an all-star linebacker, and you, fifteen years is a long time to keep the body fit and to to stay in it. But I mean, he was he what he made the all-decade team of the nineties. Um, he was named for the Pro Bowl. We will get to the Pro Bowl obviously later, but he was named on the Pro Bowl five times.
0: Yeah, one of those guys. It's a nice synergy though, isn't it? Because he was successful on the field, but it was also a fan favorite, and we see what as you mentioned some of our Pro Bowl picks. Um, is that sometimes when you look at these guys you know when you look back at them and their career if you weren't a witness to them and you see how many pro bowls they have you can kind of judge them now he's in yeah. Canton so I mean this guy is, is a bona yeah. fide legend Um, but yeah it's, it's just nice that he was as appreciated in his lifetime I guess as to what type of player that he was um, yeah, but and at
1: least he I think he got it in his lifetime. I think, and that's the point. What was the Hall of Fame? It was 2016, I think. So yeah. I mean, it goes to show you that I mean, he was appreciated in his life. So I mean, there can't be any doubt in his mind as to how much he was loved by the fans. And I think, as you say, the Pro Bowl is a good way of figuring that out.
0: Yeah, well, um, 58, very, very, very young. Uh, they yeah. haven't released the cause of that, so you know, not that we'd um dwell on that either so just terribly sad for him and his family yeah so bro. yeah
1: condolences to his wife Tara and family i think it's it's just awful i think everyone was kind of reeling from that one
0: yeah, um, so on to kind of somewhat along the same vein of sort of high achievers and people who are legends in the game they announced the Pro Bowlers for the Packers yeah. do you want to give us a rundown of them and uh, are everyone we expected to be on there I mean there's no shockers here is there it's more the omissions no, than the no, shockers
1: I think, and I think that's what I was just about to say I mean I was looking I'm, I am mean, I'm was delighted I mean obviously as a Packers fan you're absolutely chuffed when you get seven players in I mean yeah, we we're yeah. up there now I think the four teams got seven so it was the Chiefs us, the Ravens and the Seahawks Obviously, for quarterback, you've got Mahomes and and Rogers, mm-hmm. unreal. Um, I think you're right, though. I think it's this getting seven, absolutely fantastic. The snubs kind of stuck it. I mean, I actually f- for our guys, I think if you, if you're trying to stay completely impartial, I, you know, I think Bobby Tunyon was, mm. you know, I, he should probably have made it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was one of the highlights of what was a bad game um, over the weekend there, which we'll obviously get to. But uh, a couple of other snubs that jumped out at me was Ryan Tannehill. Thought you know, Titans. yeah. Quarterback, I would probably put him in. The Jags, maybe James Robinson. Yeah. Calvin Ridley for Atlanta. And then I suppose the last one I had was Wyatt Teller. I mean, but I think you're right. I think everyone has the sort of a. No one can disagree with who was picked. I think people have sort of a. You know, are a bit annoyed about who wasn't. But I mean, you know you can't pick everyone obviously
0: yeah for me what stood out was is well first off you know when you look at Aaron Rodgers and he gets nominated and he gets in and because uh, of course there's the quip right we can always say well it doesn't matter because they're not going to play it because they're going to be in the Super Bowl and they're going to have to pick alternates that's a great gag that's used isn't every it? year yeah. um, which is oh, brilliant that's the first time I've heard it oh my god yeah. I can't believe it yeah. it's amazing oh you're yeah. so clever it's one oh, of those yeah. things isn't it Like it's, it's like the equivalent of that essay at the end and then I woke up and you're kind of thinking ah. Oh. Oh, you know yeah. and everyone invents it when they're like seven thinking that like yeah. oh they will not this will blow yeah. their mind and the teacher's like yes yeah, fourth one this time yeah. Greg yeah this vicious there's a vicious twist in this story yeah, yeah. it's amazing I woke up so with sweat it's like when Oriel Stein used to keep saying my trainers smacked <sighs> off the sidewalk you or whatever. and
1: goosebumps I swear to god they love a bit of goosebumps what is you it was ridiculous stuff.
0: I love that. I love how he described Oral Stein. We're getting totally off. Oral Stein's actually in the Pro Bowl. That's why you mentioned him. No, he he mentioned yeah. the thing of what's he do for a living and he says, scares kids. <laughs> it's just yeah. such an apt nice. thing to say. We he also
1: made himself a millionaire out of it. Uh, did, amazing. Eh? Well done, Oral Stein. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Pro Bowl, I mean, people have said, oh, what's the point of it this year? What's the point of it anyway? What's the point of it this year? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, the point of it is it's, it's an outlet for recognising who people think are the best players so I mean yeah. I don't care if they're not playing it yeah and it is one flawed one injury
0: to worry about it's like it's a popularity contest we know that but yeah, yeah of course it is. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't ever show up when he gets nominated anyway um, I don't know whether he thinks he's not arsed, he doesn't want to be tested, or you know, he's sort of done with the season. He strikes me as kind of a guy's like, I'm done with football, and I'm not arsed. Uh, Devontae Adams, fourth selection, back to Ari in yeah. there again. Uh, Zadarius Smith after his famous snub thing, so it means a lot to him. Um, yeah. even though he, he did end up getting in as an alternate, didn't he? But um, uh, running yeah, back, it's
1: not the same though, is it? It's not yeah, the same, I suppose. You know? Yeah,
0: Aaron Jones, first selection, which is shocking because yeah. he had the same stats as McCaffrey, so it's good to see him getting in. Elton Jenkins, well deserved because the guy is basically the entire offensive line. Um, at this stage and Jair Alexander's, uh, you know, made his name as one of the best um DBs yeah, in the league. I mean, you can so. say,
1: like, and back to Jones, you can, I, to be honest, it's almost like a, a popularity contest, yes, but what it actually is, I find the Pro Bowl anyway, it's these players that have a rub of a little bit of magic dust. They mm. have that little extra bit of charisma and that's what sticks out in their minds. And I think that's probably more it than anything else. Yeah. What I tend to find with the Pro Bowl is you actually see. The guys that have a little bit of something else—they're a little mm. bit classy. They're, you know, they—they have that charisma, and you tend to find that they're the guys that get in. Because let's face it—you spend your time looking at the Packers all the time. Very rarely do you look at the NFL as a whole. But generally speaking, we're all attracted to the same type of player. You know, you can pick one in every team. If you know, if I said to you, name a player from X, Y, and Z team, you'd pick one, and you'll generally pick the, the star yeah, the, yeah. the charismatic yeah. guy okay you probably end up picking the quarterback let's face it but like there are other players and you. Gen- I think you generally do fall down on who has that magic dust and you know, well, maybe that's part do of you know what
0: too. it is for me as well and not to spend too much time in the pro ball because this is you know but it is it is very fascinating to me kind of how it's done but I find that it's also down to a very good PR team you know like Clay Mm -hmm. Matthews had long hair uh, and diminishing play you know like he's where his career was getting shorter and his hair was getting longer he was still getting voted into the Pro Bowl Now he was a great player for us and we've just mentioned him in the same sentence as Kevin Green here Um, but what I found with him was is that he just seemed to be one of those players that no matter what would get voted in and would kind of hang about, even though, you know, you'd look at him and go, is it deserved? And what I find as well with the pro bowlers is, is that it kind of works on a lag. So Aaron Jones was electric and has been electric now for some time Um, had an unbelievable season last season. And it's like they almost say, "Ah, I'll get you next time, you know, and that now people pay more attention to him this time around than they have. So the one that's actually surprising me out uh, of the whole lot is Elton Jenkins and the fact that uh, he plays on the O-line and he got voted in this season because um, you know he, was, he could easily have been like exactly like you said one of those guys who flies under the radar because he isn't one of those sexy positions that mm, you know yeah. is on the highlight reels all the time so uh, kudos to him getting voted in and about the yeah. whole people not getting voted in as well that's another thing that I just I kind of get bored of really quickly Tunyon should have been voted in for sure and um, mm. Even if you got voted in as Tanyan, either way, get him in, uh, whatever name varied you want. And they sort of compare him to other players like Ingram, right? but that's kind of a disservice to Engram as well because it's not his fault that he got voted no. in and he's still a name that we recognise. He's still, you know, putting up yardage and all this type of stuff, albeit his touchdowns. What, has he got one and then Tunyon's got ten? You know, but like, yeah. like what a way to air your grievances by not only saying Tunyon should have been in but Engram's crap. So, I mean, what a guy. Go- Imagine him going onto Twitter going, like, I did it. Yeah. You know, and then people you're just saying, oh, you're, you're just you're, you're, worse you're worse than everybody else. Me. You don't deserve a place. I mean, how cack is that? It's like when the, someone gets drafted and people just Dog them openly. You're kind of like, yeah. I want a way to dump on a guy's. But as a, of course, I keep forgetting that these people aren't actually humans, right? So people oh, can say they what they want. Are. Of course, you know yeah, what I mean. See what
1: they like. They're they're only there to serve our entertainment purposes, right? Mm. At, so at a get, certain wage
0: amount, you don't have feelings. Uh, that's apparently yeah. what it goes yeah. like.
1: Yeah. yeah, if you get paid all that money, all of a sudden you you don't have any emotions <laughs> you're anymore. Not you're not human. Wow. Well. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's pretty useless. All right, but I think we've left the worst to last in this episode. That game. Oh jeez, I don't know what you th- do. We have to. No, not really. So one well, more thing not. about the Let's Pro Bowl, else, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. One more thing. It not that important? Say. But here's where we're going to devote ninety percent of yeah. our time on today's podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Game of two halves. First half, you know, fine, entertaining. Second half, abysmal. Um, Sixteen twenty-four. By the way, uh, for anyone who was listening to last week's, I'm going to blow my own trumpet. I said that we would get in the mid twenties. So, yeah, but we did no, that. We.
0: Wow. We got 24? Yeah, but 25 is mid. So I think you're way off the mark nice. there.
1: No way. We're going to round up.
0: Well, if we could round up or round down, you're still wrong.
1: Anyway. <laughs> be... Hey, no. What? Oh, hang on. Uh, yeah, so
0: c- I sound like a 16, really 24. harsh dad. You know what I mean? He comes home with like, yeah. you know, an a- and he's I got like, an A. and not an A+. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not an A+. plus not
1: an A+. <sighs> but um, yeah, it was... Um, uh, to be honest, I often thought that when I was watching the game, I thought we're we're building up here. Because bu- to be fair to Panthers, like they made a nuisance themselves. Bridgewater used Samuel all the time, and they permanently made a nuisance. They were, mm. you know, I don't know how many times he got sacked in the end, but he was still. Uh, to be honest, he was a bit of a thorn on our side. They played. We we did think they were going to be dogged. We did think they were going to. Put it up to us in a way that they kind of made it awkward. And now, as the game rolled on, though, we didn't help ourselves at all. But you did mention first... that stat
0: though, Darlingtonia last week on the pod, where you said that they've lost games, what one score games, seven of them yeah. or something. So
1: seven of them at the time, yeah. And so, and this one, it got a bit too squeaky bum towards the end. Mm. But first half, it was pretty quality in the first half. You had Tunyon doing the business. You had Aaron Jones doing the business. Preston Smith got a lovely sack in, and then Roger Rogers, of course. So the three touchdowns, obviously, Rogers running in another one, amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it wasn't. To be honest, it was a terrible performance in the sense of, and and I'm glad, I mean, Rogers mentioned it in the post-match. He he basically said, look, we haven't yet this season played a four-quarter match. And I'm glad he said it because yeah. it stopped everyone else from bitching and moaning about it afterwards. And in the sense of, that's true, but look at where we are considering we haven't played a complete game yet. Um, we haven't played something where you can go, that's an A-plus game. No. We've played a couple of A-minuses. But, and, it, and you can look at that both ways one are we ever going to do it well i'm going well i'd prefer to do it in the playoffs than against the vikes or against you know i want to do it when it matters and i want them to play the complete game um and so that's sort of my thoughts on it i'm glad that in the you know the post match that they basically said it because the second half was very little to talk about in terms of anything looking halfway decent cooper stayed on his feet um so many missed tackles on him when yeah, he did yeah. that run. Mm. You know, I mean, to be fair, the defense in the first hour, you know, was quite good. I mean, Lazard did a really cool kung fu kick in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> accidental. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what he was doing, try, but it looked amazing. Trying
0: to hurdle him, and he's like, "Oops." <laughs>
1: he's just like, yeah. it was yeah. like, I don't know. It's just. I tell you it's what, one, it was a game to forget.
0: Yeah, I, I tell you what, it's it's a bad game right now. And of the narrative that I'm seeing out there is people saying like oh, the first half was good and we went up and then even the reporters asked Aaron Rodgers, they were like, what happened in the second half? I would proffer what happened from the from the first whistle, from the throw-in, as we would say, in Irish sports because I went back through the game because something didn't just sit right, right with me, right? We're looking at the mm-hmm. first drive. I think we didn't play well on offense at all and we played really well on third down and they played yeah. exceptionally badly on defense and third down. There was a stage where we completed, what, four of our um, third downs and then we I think we got stuff then on five subsequent ones, uh, yeah. more so in the second half. But if you look at that first drive, right, we we go down and we get the score. But that's mostly you know we're looking at second and third and long situations. We get chunk plays from Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams runs for a first down, um, but we're relying on the run, and that's sort of borne out by the average. Uh, yards per run, if you look at them, they're insane. And the fact that the Packers got away from that in the second half uh is beyond me. But we relied mostly on um and as well as that uh, honourable mention Devontae Adams was dropping everything thrown yeah. his way. And again, yeah. oh all the bluebirds are out again saying, Oh yeah well look this is what happens you shut down someone said uh oh here's the blueprint um just shut down Adams and then the rest of it goes to pot. Just look at the stats. Uh, of yeah. of the prior games does, and look who they went that, yeah,
1: that does not that does not play it
0: doesn't hold up but this was a bad game this was a terrible game MVS did nothing um, ESB nope. did nothing uh, Tanyan even that touchdown which was fantastic and Lazare did a great job um You know, making a noose of himself in the end zone. But just before that, the play where um, Aaron Rodgers holds onto the ball for too long and doesn't feed Tanya until he's right on the sideline. And that ends up, he ends up getting stuffed Then, Had he fed the ball to him earlier, you know, Tanya uh, Tanya, uh, would have overpowered and got his way in. Now, if you look at the second drive, we're doing nothing again. And then we get a penalty on third and long. And then that sort of pushes us up the field. Then we're on third and one and uh Devontae Adams gets open because they expect it to be a run. So that's one of the rare sort of coverage busts. Um so then he ends up getting um extra yardage there. Um it's third down again, and then Aaron Rodgers goes and runs for the touchdown. So again, it's like we're being bailed out all the time on third down. I would argue um is and, and then there was good field position on the other one uh, you know where Kevin King gets yeah. the ball and all that type of stuff so that was a brain fart moment with the um, Panthers and all that type of stuff now I'm not down on the team and this isn't like oh but this is indicative no, no. of what team we have now no, no there is an argument and i've said it before in the podcast that the opposition that we faced have been weaker. um now you mentioned it in the last podcast that you know and i i said i want a 40 burger because i think that would be a statement game. they didn't do it and the game was poor and you predicted the the score like basically perfectly in this game because the this is what the panthers do and as what i would say as well is is that look at the scores around the league. The jets go and torpedo their yeah. chances almost of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. um you know you look at so many other teams that lost, like Drew Brees getting spanked again. I mean, there's there's results every week that that teams get trounced. Um, the Packers had a very bad game, but you know, everywhere the O line, the defense you know, which is much heralded in this game and they did a lot of things. Amos is coming on strong. I see him down as a pro ball Snow, yeah, but he's not really. Cause, I think so. You know, he's not really, but I, it's your, I think
1: next year he should be in. You know, if we're Oh yeah, at, you exactly. Know, maybe next year, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
0: the, the yeah. second part of his season has been fantastic, yeah. but the, the first part yeah. was basically anonymous. It's actually due to injuries he stepped up into that gap and maybe it's that necessity that's done it. But what I would say is, is that I don't know why every single week we have to say the same thing in the sense that there is a faction of fans out there who expect every game and every play to be Perfect and what it isn't this team is a failure. And I don't get it. I just don't get the boobardness at all.
1: Well, if you look at sort of if you even go back to last season and someone and you said to someone, you know, we're gonna we're gonna beat the Panthers twenty four-sixteen, they go up closer than we'd like, but yeah. It's almost the fans have been spoiled this year where you're going, you expect everyone, yeah, every game to be forty to be points blowout, on every yeah. team. Yeah. And it just can't be that way. we played badly, we still won. The defense played better than the offense. Rogers had a so-so game as you say the ones that he generally be throwing the ball to his service wasn't great No, but MVS wasn't there Adams had a terrible game and, you know, and to be fair to Adams he doesn't get any slack or any sorry, any flack yeah, yeah. for causing this issue whereas if MBS fumbles one ball that's the end of him so yeah. it's a bit inconsistent here people don't know what they want but they want everything uh, and it's that sort of thing of I struggled even when I watched it again uh, you know I watched the highlights I struggled to pick out what the Panthers were actually at I struggled to see what their game plan was the Packers are also facing the same thing if they haven't if there's no rhyme or reason as to how this team is playing against you mm. well how are you supposed to defend against that how are you supposed to attack that sometimes you only play as good as the team you're playing against and they drag you down to their level sometimes it was bad quality football from start to finish but let's draw a line under we got the job done you know we didn't have a, an abysmal result we got a bad win you know let's say yeah um... and
0: it was an ugly game and like you said look that's exactly the and Aaron Rodgers and I'm glad he brought it up because the comms were mentioning it all game mm. is that the defensive coordinator was playing this weird college style football where they yeah. were like we'll sit really deep and we'll we'll shut down the pass effectively and we'll dare you to run it and the Packers did and they got success but then they stopped doing that so to me mm. it even comes down to the play and was poor you see the problem I find is as well Adams had a bad game right But you see the way the criticism was never Adams had a bad game. It's like, look how bad the number twos are that we didn't have someone to step up. And Adams was having a bad game. He was probably having a bad game for a reason. Now, some of that does stand true. Of course, you would like a a number two. But again, that's all this hypothetical nonsense of like, oh, if you plug some big name receiver in there, well, then he'd get the attention and... Um, on all of that instead now I did find in some situations that Rodgers was trying to go to Devontae Adams too much he was almost willing him to be open and it wasn't happening so he was getting yeah. into that rut there was one in particular that I noticed and I should have got the timestamp for people to go back and look at but I doubt anybody would have anyway uh, but you know you can trust me on it or go back and look at the condensed is that, uh, and it, it's easy spotted actually because he goes to MVS, and I saw an article where the criticism was on MVS for that play. But if you look yeah. at it again, it's a third down. But Devontae Adams was wide open on that play, but it's like they were trying to push the ball down the field because it was a third and long instead of giving it to Adams, and because they ended up punting anyway. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that was that came down to play execution and. Uh, play design and uh, just Aaron Rodgers. Again, it's almost sometimes I find with him he'll try push it to Devontae when there there are other options open for him for less yardage. But as you said about the service, what was his average uh pass play? It was something like four yards on the night. Yeah, he felt obviously yeah. that he couldn't go deep um because his receivers weren't getting open. Um, now you can make a bigger deal about that if you want, but they should have kept running the ball. Uh, another thing I don't understand, Darrell. And I don't know if you have any answers to it. Why isn't AJ Dillon getting more of a look in as well, especially with Williams getting injured? I mean,
1: I just, I actually have it on my list here. I was going, why aren't they, why aren't they putting them on? Like, it's just something going on there that we, I mean, there must be something we don't know about, but it's that kind of thing. If it seems crazy that he isn't getting more game time, I just don't know why not.
0: Did you see, I read a theory, right? And it reads like something out of a Mel Gibson movie. We all know which one I'm talking about. It's not Braveheart. Um, Is where there's this whole conspiracy thing about, oh, well, they're going to play him against Tennessee because they're going to match, you know because Tennessee have a bad offence or a bad defence I should say a, a killer offence and when it comes to Derrick Henry so they're going to play Derrick Henry against Derrick Henry in some way how does that make any sense why would they use an untested yeah. untried player against no. the defence he's our
1: secret weapon that we're going to you know keep in the back I just yeah. don't get it, how is that we- it doesn't that's make weird sense to me, me. I, you're going way down the rabbit hole to get into that one yeah but yeah I mean so if they're going to play a bad game, let's play a bad game against the Panthers. Let's play a good game against the Titans because Henry is going to be an absolute handful.
0: Yeah. So, Well, do you know what I can't wait for? I can't wait for the overreaction. Now, I would say, and we've said it on the podcast now a couple of times, is that, you know, we really need to find out what this team is made of. And they've stepped up and, you know, they've, they've went toe-to-toe with teams. And even the games that we've lost against uh, quality opposition, you know, like the Colts or whatever, um, that was totally in our hands to win, but we had an absolute yep. fart of a game. Um, yep. When you look at the Titans game because of a performance like this, um, either way we're going to come up against the Titans and if we lose you know already and I'll tell you now what the narrative is going to be it's going to be we've had it soft all season we've come up against a real team that we're going to face in the playoffs and we lost badly and this will go to show you just how poor this team is I'm not yeah. saying there's not a credence to that I mean we've faced uh, teams Daryl haven't we that their star wide receivers been out uh, with the Panthers their offense has been out as in Christian McCaffrey has been gone we yeah. faced a defense without the top defensive stars there is definitely credence to find out who this team is against a good team and Tennessee might be a thing but what I would say is is we might find out we're not as uh, prolific as we think we are or we might find out the opposite but one thing that I don't think we can do is is really jump the gun and go crazy on this team if we do end up losing because if there's a game you're going to expect to lose it would have been against Tennessee no matter what our record is
1: yeah, no, I agreed. I mean at the outset of this season when you were looking at the teams we faced, Titans jumped out at me as the first test that we're gonna yeah, have. Big time. Um, in sense of where's your grit? As you say, if we go behind, can we come in front? Are we Super Bowl material is basically the point here. Do we have that magic dust this season? And that that's gonna be it. If we lose, no skin off my nose in the sense of I kinda twig that one as the one we may lose. Yeah and as you say though I actually think it's going to be the playoffs the playoffs is where the quality is let's face it um, that's where we're going to meet the quality uh, so I wouldn't again I completely agree with you that is what the narrative is going to be it's going to be oh the Packers have finally revealed the team they are which is hokum like to be honest yeah. if they lose this game i prefer if they didn't but if they lose this game yeah. it's kind of the one you'd expect to lose.
0: So, like, you know, pre-warned is pre-armed, so that's what it's going to be um, if we lose this game. Yep. It's going to be, oh, look at the amount of divisions. These are just I just don't like the knee-jerk stuff. And then if we win, it'll probably be something like, oh, yeah, we won because of reason or whatever. Now, the stat, the stats that I'm going to look at, and this isn't the quick snaps, but the stats I would be looking at is just how we can um, stack up to Derrick Henry and, like, how yep. much can we limit him. Because, again, like, we're going to get absolutely pasted by him 100% right and that's not being negative it's because he's doing it to everybody I mean this guy has an outside shot at the MVP for God's sake because he's so dominant and he's been so prolific and look at his stats uh, coming into these games so that's going to be the real um, talking point what's going
1: to come down to for me is our offence is so prolific we need to outscore him So our offense needs to be switched on. Our defense is not going to be able to... No defense can stop him. Yeah. So my point is, our offense needs to fire. Our defense needs to do their job. But the offense needs to fire. You know, Rodgers needs to give good quality ball. Um, and our offense needs to fire. We need two and three guys to outrun Henry, basically. We need three yeah. or four scores. We need these boys to step up. So I think it's going to be a case of 40 Burger is going to keep us in the game. Oh, big time. Exactly that, info. yeah.
0: I mean, look, if we're coming up against a poor Titans defense, that's what we need to do. But they're not invincible. Yeah. I mean, there was a stretch in the season no. that I was on the radio picking them for the ACA as kind of the lock, and then they were getting spanked. So that's the thing. I mean, look at the Steelers. The Steelers even got spanked, you know. Yeah. And, I, and again, there's people coming out saying, oh, this is who the Steelers team are. They're actually terrible. Um, but, you know, this is what happens is that if you look at it sort of game by game, I think you have to look at the at the whole season. But exactly as you say, we because we all know you run up a high score, you take away that element of the run. But an important thing about the game that just went by, the Jamal Williams injury, and they asked yeah. Aaron Rodgers, was that impactful? And he said, yeah, it was, because he is integral to what they do there, you know. Um, and again, there was just, you know, the game is going poorly when there's just actual straight up gaffes like the whole handoff that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to make and ended up having to run for himself, I think, because Lazard ended up um, messing up the assignment. When you see stuff like that, and it's so evident from first watch, you know, because we we, we've had that moment in soccer before, right? Football, English football, where someone goes to cross the ball and it goes in. And there's always this debate of did you mean that? or Like, was that a cross? And then, the, of course, the guy comes out and always says, no, no, I meant to, you know, swerve it in from whatever. And, um, you know, it just seems unbelievable. Whereas in NFL, it's so much more transparent. Like when, you know, they do the play action and they try to hand it off to the yeah. running back and he goes the wrong side. you <laughs> know,
1: Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing to say on that as well, and NFL, whilst one of the beauties of it is you can analyze it with such good quality stats the problem with that is people tend to overanalyze the life out of everything and sometimes you need to take the European approach on this game where you actually go do you know what they just had a bad night yeah Simple as that It just didn't go to hand
0: Yeah And that, that's the that's what makes it hard To pick the act Every week on the radio Is because sometimes What it comes down to is Is that Someone goes out On the offensive line Or someone has a bad day And gets dominated Like look at um, Lucas Patrick I mean he had that injury You wouldn't have yeah. thought That that would have been yeah, As impactful yeah. as it was But he was credited With over half The pressures and sacks On Aaron Rodgers On the night So that's the whole deal Is that Would you look at one Offensive lineman And say He's got a sore toe So that's going to be a problem You know There's so many As you say Stuff that you could look at and pinpoint out it's very hard to make sense of it but at the end of the day uh there were a team that had uh run ability had pass ability because uh, that was another thing there was a catch by um dj moore isn't it, where he went up against i think it was adrian amos and kevin king and when it first happened i was like here is this just trash play from the defence on that play I just thought it was terrible and when they showed the slow-mo Kevin King got his head turned around and actually yes. got his hand on the ball but Moore just yeah. came down with it so there is an awful lot about it as well and I hate doing, using the old cliches but the other team get paid too and some of these plays are just incredible plays by another football team um, and that's, that's just how true. it works you can't win them all that's the thing like the games no. yes but the the plays within the game like you're going to get burned on some stuff because you're dealing with the top level athletes here and that's just what yeah happens.
1: it's 50-50 stuff it's it's millimetres at some points yeah but, exactly and when yeah. you look back at the replays you're going how did he even get that or, or why didn't he get that and sometimes you are look I mean I I we're not reviewing the season as a whole here at all but I think we're exactly where I would hope to have been. Oh yeah. Um, at this point in time, the only game that's actually hurt me this year was the Bucks game, because that was just one where I really, really thought we had we were gonna be able to do that, and that was just terrible on the night. And that's the only game where I actually I felt like you know you want to kick kick something after, but you are gonna go. We should that that was there for the taking. That annoyed me. Everything else, a bad loss, I'll take it. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you support the team, if you're going to come down on them every time they do something, you know? But that's, I just,
0: that's what I just don't understand. I just don't understand that the diving feet first into the team the minute they suffer sort of a, a bit of a gnarly game. Now, I know people have gripes when they stay up late and watch games, and it tends to be pants, but it's still a win. A win is a win. And I'm not being sort of rose tinted glasses. That was an awful game, pretty much on all facets for me. And I go yeah. against the narrative that we had on OK first half. Um, that everyone has Fair floated enough. out there you know and I'm the yeah. one who's sort of saying like no we didn't I thought it was terrible I think we got away with it on third down they shut that stuff down and we're better at it in the second half and we literally couldn't get out and going between penalties and you know being bailed out by the run in the first half I think otherwise we had zero mojo um, to use that phrase um, but look it's it's not all it's not the end of everything we have Tennessee coming up the Christmas period um, and we're going to have quick, quick snaps coming oh, up as I'm well. doing it are you doing it I'm doing it How Are you doing I'm it, doing it if i listen closely i can hear you doing it so yeah it's um it's all good look it's uh you know we've got some players in the pro bowl we've got another win uh the number one seed is still in our hands so we come up against tennessee and the bears if we beat the bears and lose to tennessee we get the number one seed if we beat tennessee we still need some stuff to fall our way in other games if not we have to the easiest way obviously is to win out there's some false narratives out there um as well but anyway um i'm happy you happy i'm happy we're happy you're really I'm happy. I can see you smile. I'm really happy. And happy. <laughs> I'm very <kinda> happy. <laughs> I'm kind happy. so happy. <laughs> I, so why do I log into Twitter? It's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's like asking for it, you know what I mean? Anyway. So there we go. There is the podcast uh, for this time around. We were slightly delayed because you have a superstar phenom of a son who's into golfing and you had to do some golf action.
1: Uh, yeah, it well. was his first tournament. It mm. was his first tournament, yeah. It was um kind of a... um It was my kind of tournament, actually. It was nine holes... Closest to the hole and then it's like no pudding. So you yeah, just yeah. get close to the hole and it's a couple <laughs> of gimmies. So he did really well. I'm um, delighted with him. Um, I'm going to start calling him the Celtic Tiger. I think that's a good idea. Oh,
0: God damn it. That, trademark that right away. Oh, Why haven't yeah, they used done. that for McElroy? Because that whole thing of easy or easy not, Northern Ireland, Ireland, and people start freaking out about it or something. I don't know. Yeah. The Celtic Tiger. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it uh, patent pending. Patent pending? I'm going to trademark it. and Trademark pending. Come here,
0: do you go out to the uh, golf course wearing the same stuff as him and all? And like swinging behind oh, them.
1: actually I was looking at um Tiger and his little fella Charlie so that was cute. unbelievable yeah. like they were even showing like just like his father and they got all these you know all these mannerisms yeah. and everything were amazing so I was getting all the feels
0: yeah I know the same yeah. I was cutting onions there's at the so time bro. Well. Um, yeah. but yeah that's true Scattered out so there we go there's the podcast uh, we'll be back really soon actually and then that will be the one before Christmas we'll probably be in because we're mad people like that will be in before the new year so we won't do all that new year's happy christmas lark yet uh come back in a couple of days for quick snaps should be a good one so that's it that's DDDNFL at daryl j brian give him a follow and that's it for the next day or so see you.